welcome to our first episode of 2024. Wow, another year. It's been, this is actually like officially our five, five years of, <gasps> of this spare time adjacent universe. The spare time that cinematic is universe. too silly. It's crazy. It's a long time. I know. That's and Marie's like, wearing our merch. Our merch. Our first uh, piece of a test run of merch. It's extremely exclusive to just the two of us. Yeah, which actually is true of all of our merch so yes, far. Yes, yes. Um, but hopefully not for too much longer. I know, fun. It's really cute. Yeah, it's She gifted silly. it to me for the holidays. It's a little hat. You may have seen it on Instagram. Um, and if you didn't, you should follow us on absolutely, Instagram. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's Marie. And that's Elisa. Hello. And this is a podcast about sure is. spare time. How we spend it, what it what means, it is. specifics, like recommendations, mm-hmm. things we're doing, things we like, things we hate, Definitely. mostly like food, books, music, television, mm-hmm. popular culture. For sure. Sometimes some other stuff too, crafting. You actually never know what you're going to get. Yeah, because guess what? Spare time is ever expansive. Spare time's everything. It's everywhere. So what did you do with your spare time in January, the first month of the year? The first month of the year. I mean, I feel like, you know, I was adjusting to a new year as one does. This month was quite long. I think everyone on on the Internet agrees with me, at least. You know, this this is a dialogue that happens every year around this time. It sure does. Um, Everyone says, wow, January is so long. I can't believe it's still happening because it's winter. and I did spend some time wintering mm-hmm. this month. It was really snowy in D.C. for the first time, like, in years. So fun. And properly cold, which there's something there's something, there's something to it. Um, I mean, you know I love it. Yeah. You're a winter bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did some real wintering. I did some fake wintering in Miami. I was there twice this month for work. Someone yesterday was, like, in Miami and was like, it is 65 here being like it's so cold <laughs> I was like oh my god I know apparently I missed the like really nice weather um it was like sort of hot and humid when I was there but then the last day I was there it was like 65 it mm. was so perfect um so that was fun um I've been making some treats I'm in like a Ooh. treaty mood I made some rice krispies I yum. made some cookies yum. um as you all know I made some creme brulee uh-huh. I'm about to make a frozen lime pie um, doing some doing some of that stuff. Yum. Um, got well, engaged you make again. A, you make a Valentine's Day treat every year. Yes, usually. I do make a Valentine's Day treat. So are you like testing testing? Um, not yet, but I guess I should start since Valentine's Day is mere weeks away. It's February now. It's um, February now. Sorry, I spoke over a very important update. Yeah, I got engaged again. Congratulations. Um, which is an exciting thing that I think if you are um not a person who got engaged twice. Like if you didn't get to propose, I think we have a lot of ladies in relationships with men mm-hmm. listening. I recommend it. It was fun. Yeah. It's fun to have a surprise. Um, although I didn't do very well with you it. You were very stressed. Yeah. I got the ring and I was like planning to wait a little bit and I could simply could not <laughs> do it. I was like, I can't keep this to myself. And I feel like you were very um, like, I feel like you were very um, impulsive, yes. shall we say? Like, literally, I feel like I texted you being like, asking you something. And then you were like, by the way, I did propose today. And I was kind of like, <laughs> okay. Well, I had decided in the morning when the ring came that I was going to do it that day. But I didn't want to, like, update everyone in case I didn't do it. I was changing totally. my mind a lot. And you know um, what? I support your journey. And I was very stressed about the shipping. I was mm-hmm. like, what if this gets lost in the mail? What if it gets stolen off my porch? Totally. I, like, woke up at 630 in the morning and was, like, refreshing the tracking every five minutes. Um so perhaps if you're going to propose or if you're a person who's going to buy an expensive gift, don't have it shipped. Maybe well, actually, we were we were speaking about your first proposal mm-hmm. with my parents for some Cute. reason. I don't exactly <laughs> remember how it came up. But my dad was like, because we I think we talked about this here. We famously basically almost lost the ring mm-hmm. that was shipped to our house as a decoy and we couldn't find it for hours and it was extremely so stressful. stressful and my dad was like you should just ship it to like a drop 
location. Yeah, like a PO box. Yeah, he was like, "This is stupid. Why would why would you have ever done that?" And that you is were kind of like. In hindsight, 100%. That's helpful. It's a suggestion that only would come from a dad. Of course. Dads know that kind of that stuff. That kind of stuff. So think about a P.O. Consider a P.O. box. If you are getting something expensive shipped. And it's a surprise. Take the dad advice. Box. Yeah, of course. How much could it cost? No idea. I don't know. Um, I've also been watching some films. Oh, films. And thinking about films. Okay. Because it's awards show season. It's film season. So it's the time of year when I care about movies and then forget to care about them ever mm. again. Well, I can't um, wait to hear about what you're watching a little bit later. I know. It'll be nice. I think, I'm honestly, I've been watching some dumb shit too, so you'll hear about that as well. I mean, you know I'm always watching dumb shit, 100%. so love what that. What about you? How did you spend your spare time in January of 2020? You know, January has been a month of so many things for me, mm-hmm. um, but it was... My anniversary weekend, yes. which I think we talked about last year. Last year was the first annual, but basically Eric and I don't know when we became us, yes. so to speak. Um, when two became one. It was in March, but we just like don't really know. So we never really celebrated our anniversary because we'd always be like, we don't know when it is. So yeah. we don't know what to do. So then last year we were like, let's just do a fancy, fancy weekend Mm -hmm. and just go all out and celebrate us in January. Definitely not the right month, but it just felt like the best way to start the year. So it was great. I had the best time and it was just like, it's one of those things where you're like, I don't know, I feel like life can get so busy and sometimes it's hard to feel like you're really making like quality time for your partner in the like normal everyday life so to just be like we're just gonna hang out for three days straight nobody else and we're gonna do really fun stuff like eat fancy dinners and go to the spa and have a little staycation um and just like hang out that's fun and it's also a really nice feeling to be like wow I love to hang out with you it's you're like I'm doing something right right you're like oh yeah this is what life's all about Absolutely. Um, So that was great. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of family time um, playing in the snow. It was nice to have DCB snowy. Um, And honestly, you had children to play with, which is truly important. I have to tell you, I didn't play with the (gasps) children in the snow. You just played solo by myself in the snow. Yeah. I I didn't see them during the snow because it was like 70 degrees shortly after the snow. So So the snow was gone very quickly. It's so crazy how gone it was like when I got out of the cab coming back from Miami the other day I was like wow I'm I knew the snow was gone but I am shocked it's so gone and usually I feel like the worst part of snow is like the piles of gray snow everywhere yeah Uh, and there was none yeah we didn't have to deal with that um I've been really willing myself to knit this January um (laughs) I just like I want to knit Mm -hmm. so badly and yet it's not really working for me yeah. I just like need to do it. There's part of you that wants to knit. And there's another part of you that simply does not. It's like I want to have knit. Yes. You want to have something that you knitted. A hundred percent. I I did a lot of knitting on the airplane, which was good. Yeah. It's great. That's a good place to knit because I'm like, there's actually very few things that I can do here. Truly. So why not knit? Why not? Um Okay. Wow. My we watch, have a special guest here today. My watch always thinks I'm talking to her, and I literally never am. Um, mm. I went to the theater. I went to the Kennedy Center. Oh, the theater. theater. Yeah. I think friend of the pod, Liz, invited uh-huh. me to go to the theater with her, and Cute. I was like, wow, I need to go to the theater. What did you see at the theater? Tick, tick, boom. I don't Directed know about her. by Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, my gosh. We know him. It's um, it's the same director, writer as Rent, Jonathan Larson. Oh my gosh. It's his, like, kind of autobiographical story. Wow. Is it just a play or is it a musicale? It is a musicale. Oh, my God. Kind of in the, sty- in the stylings of Rent. It's kind of like rock. Rock opera. Rock opera musical. Love. Was it, was um, it good? Great. Fun. Yeah. It was really, it was good. I did not know what to expect. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know any of the songs. Kind of nice. I will say I thought the lead was maybe not the best singer, mm. which is kind of challenging. So yeah, that's tough. For a musical. But 
That's That's fine. I felt about the last musical I saw at the Kennedy Center. Which was? Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, I saw Dear Evan Hansen at the Kennedy Center as well. I couldn't have hated it more. I remember this, actually. (laughs) You saw it, like, a few years after me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw it way post Dear Evan Hansen, like, craze. Yeah, same. Same, same, same. I love musicals, though. Me too. So fun. We should go to the theater. I know, but also, like, there's there's a lot of theaters in this area where, um, like, plays musicals go into previews yeah like we should be doing that we should be seeing previews every time i go see a show i'm so happy i saw um friend of the pod thais yes a show in miami and it was so good i'm so happy for her she seems she, to really yeah. be doing it she's really doing it she's, i was like she her was name is up in lights baby up in lights there are four people in this play and i knew obviously that she was one of them and we got there and it quickly became clear that she was the, the one <laughs> i was like oh <laughs> Got it. Go Thais. I know. She was so good. But anyway, the theater. The theater. It's We're gonna good to go. go there. And there's so much good, like, I feel like because of Thais, I've, like, seen a lot of good plays in yeah. DC. And they're always, it's always happening. I just don't have my finger on the pulse. I know. If you have your finger on the pulse, reach out. Yeah, we want to know. I also saw Joseph, oh. which I know we were supposed to go together. Marie was traveling. Um, they are... One of my favorite They're bands. They're so special. I love them so much. They are so not famous. Like It's so it's weird. It's crazy. Like, this was at Ram's Head Live in Baltimore, for those that know, which is kind of a, it's like a bar type venue. I don't venue. know that I've been there. It's where, it's where we saw Lucy Dacus, but inside. Oh. You know? You, where, I don't know what the inside part is like. It's a bar, but it's like <laughs> weird. two levels. Okay. And this, like the, the balcony was closed for the Joseph. The bar is to the right of the, where we saw Lucy Dacus outside. Left, to the if left. If you're facing okay. the stage. Got it. Um, There was probably 300 people there max. <gasps> and I was like, these girls are. So talented. So talented. But it, I mean, whatever. I, I mean, I want them to be successful, but it's also great for me because I was basically in the third row. Oh my God. Like, you know, seeing their every pore, every expression. So special. Hearing their new album, The Sun Live, is so different. It's so different. I didn't like it that much the first, like, when I, before we saw them yeah. the first time with the new album. And now I love it. Absolutely. There um, are a few shows left on this tour. Yeah. So if you And it's a trio tour. Yeah, you should really go see them. If you live in Los Angeles, Charleston, Asheville, Charlotte, or Bend, Oregon. Or what's what's Greenfield, Massachusetts? Is that near Boston? Maybe. When's that? Oh it's an oh it's at a festival. The oh. Green River Festival. Oh. Oh, I bet that's gonna be cutie pie. Yeah. I bet. They're so great. So that was wonderful. Oh, that was I'm like so just I what I that. needed. And I love them. They're so good. Oh, my God. They sang um, the Billie Eilish song from Barbie. Oh, my God. Was it good? Rearranged my cells. So Perfect. good. They're so I, like there's just something about siblings singing together. I know. It's that crazy. Genetically perfect harmony. So that was the month. I guess there was kind of a lot. Yeah, because it was so long. Yeah, it didn't feel that long to me. Mm. Um, My best of the month was my anniversary weekend, Yay. obviously. And I think the the true highlight of the weekend was Rasika, which is a restaurant that has been open in D.C. for, I believe, more than 20 years. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> extremely well known and everybody says it's the best. Yeah. And yet I had never been. And it was so delicious. I'm going to go there as soon as possible. Their famous appetizer is this like really, really, really crazy spinach dish that I couldn't even begin to describe to you because I have no idea what it was. It was so good. Like, is it like a like chips and dip energy or like fork energy? Fork energy. It's like creamy bottom, Mm -hmm. maybe yogurt. Mm -hmm. It is really crispy like fried spinach Whoa. type thing like kale chips vibe but my spinach. mouth is watering and then <laughs> <I'm starving. laughs> it's like tomatoes like chopped tomatoes and like tamarind sauce yum it's really really very good and then i got like a crab tostada type thing like it was like feel not tostada but it was like phyllo yum crab some like tasty sauce that was crazy Salmon tandoori, so good. The naan was great. The rice was great. 
It was so good. Maybe I'm going to go there for Valentine's Day. Yeah, you should. Did we, you go to West End or Penn Quarter? We went to Penn Quarter because it's closer to us. Yeah. I know West End is like the location, but we didn't. But I don't like to go over there. It's really far for us. It's like annoying um, to Yeah, we kind of decided too. that that was like our new spot. Like Ooh. if we want to like go out, that's where we're going. Fun. And it's kind of expensive. Like it was like over $200. But we yeah. also were like, you know, this weekend is kind of about doing whatever you want so yeah. it's like we did get like so much food fun but then the leftovers are so good indian yeah, food indian leftovers, leftovers are, are the best. fantastic it's better the next day so i couldn't recommend it more highly it's one of my favorite places i've eaten in recent memory oh i can't wait to go and discuss well actually before the uh, show i went this week um we went to bindas which mm. is their like more casual little sister how was fantastic fun yeah so i would say both are great. And and some of the dishes from the Rusika menu are on the Bindas menu. Fabulous. Including the spinach. I love that. Where is Bindas? Um, it's like in Foggy Bottom. Fab. It's near the Kennedy Center. The theater. Near Hannah. Near the theater. Um, what near was your... Tigerella R.I.P. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. My best... Well, before we move on, are you going to share with the group the government name of your anniversary weekend? No. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks for setting that boundary. No problem. Um, <laughs> my best of the month was a spontaneous dim sum dinner that mm-hmm. I went to at a place called China Garden Hangong, which is like in Rockville technically, but like Ooh. not all the way in Rockville. Mm-hmm. It's like close Rockville, if you Fun. will. Um, it was so fucking good. I think that I want to do my birthday dinner there. <gasps> it was just like, I want to go. Truly like, like the vibes are empty banquet hall with yep. like weirdly fancy light fixtures yep. um and just we got like five kinds of dumplings we got these fucking amazing chicken chow fan noodles that were like perfectly like stretchy pan fried mm. gorgeous we got perfect green beans um we got these like pineapple buns it's byob so we like brought natural wine which was so fun really fun and they charge you like one they don't charge you a corkage fee they just charge you like a table fee which is nice for a big group totally um and it was just so good I fucking love dim sum so much I love to eat Chinese food I was so happy um and I want to do more yeah it was awesome like so if you're a DC person I have like we have Hannah and I have like 40 restaurants saved in Rockville between us and so it's like always kind of overwhelming for those of you who don't live in DC um Rockville Maryland is where a lot of all the best Chinese restaurants are aggregated because a lot of the Chinese immigrants were forced out of DC proper Chinatown by uh gentrification you've heard of it um so Rockville is kind of like the spot um, so if you are a person who wants to explore the amazing food that Rockville has to offer, this is a good option because it's not quite as far as some of the other places. Um, Love. Yeah, it was fantastic. And they serve dim sum at night, which is another important so piece fun. of the puzzle. I haven't had dim sum in really a very long time. It's so fucking good. And it's not like cart dim sum. I'm sure in the, I'm sure for in the morning they do cart or cart service, but. I think they also have kanji, which is nice for this Ooh. time of year. So I will definitely be returning. Okay, I'm 100% there. Yay. I love it. What is your worst? Um, my worst <laughs> is something that Hannah made, unfortunately. She knows it, though. She knows it, yeah. She, she suggested this as my worst of the month, and she was right. Um, <laughs> so the cookbook Tender Heart, which honestly I have been loving, but I've been hearing some mixed reviews about recently. We just got it. I think um, I told you. There's yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of good stuff in there by Hetty um, McKinnon, mm-hmm. and she has a sweet potato manto recipe, which I was like, Hannah was like, I really want to make this. I was surprised. It's like a manto is like a Chinese bread, and it's like the same stuff that like bao buns are made out of, but it's just like a little roll. Um, and this recipe is like a you roll it out, you put this sweet potato filling, and you like roll it up so it's like a spiral roll. Very cute. Um. Our kitchen was freezing for the majority of this mm. month because our house is very poorly insulated. Um, shout out to renting. And the buns simply did not proof. And that's so real. We didn't give it we didn't give it enough time. And so they just remained raw, I would mm. say, is the problem. And they it was really sad. 
because they were looking so promising. And I'm sure it's a lot of work. Yeah, bread. it's a lot of work. And Hannah had never made a bread before. Oh. Like she never made anything like this before. So I think that she was a little um, crestfallen. Knocked the wind out of her yeah. sails a bit. So that's also another that's another aspect that makes it a worse you know, of a month. But sometimes, you know, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Of course. You gotta. I'm like one million things are coming to mind that I made that were horrible. Especially bread. Bread yeah. stuff is hard. Like really anything hard. that needs to prove like the first time you're ever waiting for something to rise and you're like, is that risen? I don't know. Like, is this enough? It's just like, you know, it's impossible to know. Just You got to just like you don't know until you've done it a million times. You don't know until you know. Yeah. And I didn't know about this. I've never made manto before. So no, I actually saw the photo of this in the book and mm. I was like, this looks horrible. Like in the book. <laughs> so I was like, I can't I know, believe Hannah was like, this is the one I'm going to make. I personally was drawn to either. No. I will say. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. It's all about testing, 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 testing. One, two, three. Absolutely. Um, my worst of the month was that my grandfather passed away, um, which is, you know, sad, but mm. I think that it's now been a little bit of time and I had a lot of like interesting, um, spare time thoughts in regards mm. to my grandfather and my grandmother specifically. So we went up to Michigan for the service, which was so beautiful mm. like I didn't really I didn't have any expectations but my grandfather was Jewish and the I want to try to find this um he so the service was um done by a rabbi and it was kind of silly because when my mom was speaking with the rabbi he was like you know how religious is your dad like blah 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 she was like kind of zero percent like mm -hmm. just his parents because your mom was your mom raised jewish um no just kind of like just like culturally, culturally yeah but nobody in my family is particularly religious and so this rabbi was like okay okay cool like i i will figure something out like i <laughs> will like i, I, I will you. work with this He he's a um what's the word for very religious jews orthodox he's an orthodox jew okay an orthodox so pretty rabbi. different yes um, he was incredible. Like he oh. did an amazing job. And one of the things that my mom had shared with him is that my grandfather really, really loved holidays and like mm. loved any opportunity to celebrate. And so he was like, today is actually a holiday. Like a lot of people don't know this, but today is a very special little known Jewish holiday called, I'm probably going to say this incorrectly to Bishvat. And basically it is the holiday of the fruit trees, Aww. which is really so fitting and so perfect for my grandfather and my family. And the way that the rabbi like dissected this, he had like three lessons that he kind mm -hmm. of um, shared and two of them he had pre-planned. And the third was kind of a whim based on mm -hmm. the things that he had heard yeah. from the people who had spoken at the service and the first one um, is basically like and we were in Michigan and there was snow on the ground. So he was like, it's kind of ridiculous to have a holiday of the fruit trees in the middle of January. Like <laughs> there couldn't be less fruit. There couldn't be less like life happening now. But this basically speaks to the fact that you're always striving for excellence, even when you're planting in the darkest of times, mm. like there's this level of trust that like you're going to sow the seeds now and something will come of them yeah. later. Um, and my grandfather was just like he I mean, actually, I don't think I totally even understood this fully, but he's like one of the most famous mathematicians in the world for what he did Casual. and like what he studied and what he um researched and he's like super well published very well rough like he's like a, actually a huge deal in the world of statistics and mathematics that wow. is kind of specific to his area of expertise so like this concept of excellence is like mm. so obvious when it comes to him the second one is um a fruit tree is never for just one person like you're you can never eat all that fruit alone mm. so it's about sharing with your people and kind of spreading the joy and the love and the care of fruit and like what that brings to your community yeah. and then the last one was um you can see the amount of love and care that a tree has based on the work and mm. everything that the people around the tree pour into it like the soil has to be just right 
you know, whatever, whatever. And um, I thought it was really beautiful. But then ultimately, like what I was thinking a lot about is how my grandparents are really like the people that kind of introduced the concept of like spare time, passion, hobby to me. Like, Mm. and I think that they have really like, they created a life that allowed my parents to engage in that Mm. as well. Mm -hmm. And I think I never really thought about what spare time looks like for the people outside of myself, Mm. which I'm not really proud to say, like in my family, but like my, my grandparents, you know, always had a really, really, really big life outside of their work Mm. or whatever that Mm. was. And like, you know, everything that was kind of spoken about was like about how they were like the center of their group and their friends and like being friends with them was like, you know, it meant that you were really like cared for and in, and they were always bringing people together. But my grandma like loved culture. Like she was always going to the ballet or going to plays or going to musicals. She was always watching, you know, that on TV and, you know, they would come to visit me in Boston and they'd be like, we're going to the orchestra. Like, you know, they were very, very conscious of, and I think aware of, the beauty of things outside of kind of the everyday work. They loved museums. They they just like really were very active participants in, I think, spare time and culture. I love that so much. And my parents are also people that have so many hobbies. And it's interesting because I feel like when I was like 25, my mom wrote me a birthday card That was basically like, I I didn't even reread this. I just like remember it. Mm. It was basically like, I really hope that you find more balance this year. Mm. Like you're, you're like really focused on work. And like, she basically was trying to gently be like, work doesn't really matter. Like Mm. in the way that you think that it does. And I really hope that you figure out that like the things outside of work are more important. Mm. And I think like all of this has really been spinning in my mind in relation to like this kind of transition that's happened in my family of like how much the people around me have influenced me which really started with my grandparents and how they have been like gently prodding me to kind Mm -hmm. of like get to this place um and so I think that's one of my my takeaways and like one of the things that I'm really grateful for and my dad said something like you know I would not have any part of the life that I have now if it weren't for my grandparents Mm. because they are the ones who, when I was born, they moved out of their apartment and moved in with my grandma's mom so that my parents could live in their apartment with me and kind of figure out like, what does life look like for them? Like, what Mm. does life look like for our family? And it was like this really selfless act that I think they were like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, of course, Mm. that's what we're going to do. We're going to, like, give you the space to figure out how do you want to be as a family? Like, what does that look like for you? And then my grandparents moved to the the U.S. because my grandpa was teaching in Michigan, and they ultimately, like, sacrificed a lot of things career-wise, et cetera, to then have my parents come to Michigan as well. Mm. So... My dad kind of said this thing that's been sticking with me too, where it's like everything that you have in your life today is because of the choices that they made, which were like ultimately selfless choices to help give us like my family um, opportunity and like spare time is ultimately like about opportunity. Like Mm. you can't have like it's a luxury. Like we've talked about it before, but it's like if you don't have opportunity if you don't have choice like you don't get to think about spare time totally so ultimately those are some of my musings and you know it is a low but I think it's also been a time of like some healing and like kind of moving forward and closing a chapter that has been I think pretty challenging for the last like three four years yeah and I think until until these last couple of weeks, I don't think I realized like how heavy it was looming mm. sort of. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'm so grateful for all of the time that we had together. Like, you know, my grandfather ultimately was living closer to me for the last few years. Um, 
But I think in some ways it's, I feel more at peace. And I think, you know, knowing that like he's at peace and, and now it feels like we can kind of start to move forward. And, and that's like the new, that's like the perspective that I think I've taken over the last couple of weeks, like after, you know, thinking about it and, and kind of experiencing, you know, a lot of things with and around my family, like Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing that has been, uh, resonating with me. It's so beautiful. Thanks. I'm so impressed with the way that you put all that. And I think like you and I were talking about, you know, if you hopefully for mo- for a lot of people this for your grand for grandparents, it's like if you have them for a long time, often the end is like difficult, right? Like the yeah. last bit of time. And so like there is this element of like you do some pre-work on grief and when you get to like actually say like do the ritual and like do the coming together that happens when somebody dies like it is so beautiful and I think like for grandparents too because like they had so much life before we knew them Mm -hmm. it's like so amazing to hear from people like at my grandparents funerals it was like you know you never get a you never get a chance to like listen to a story from your like grandma's neighbor or like your grandma's cousin that you don't know like I feel like some of that is like really I don't know the stories and the community and all of that is just like so special so I'm really glad that you got to have that and it sounds like the the like the sermon I don't know if you call it a sermon but like (laughs) that sounds like so magical and perfect for for you yeah in particular it was so like perfect it's so resonant for so much of what you care about and the person that you are so well yeah I think that's also been the big thing where like I think I've reflected a lot on like how much of who I am is like because of them yeah because I think it's it's so um connected yeah so yeah it was beautiful and my mom was like really I think I think it helped her feel connected to something and Mm -hmm. my grandpa loved fruit he ate it every single day he had a little fruit plate with every meal and the last thing that he ate was a little fruit plate oh so it's just I love that so much yeah I love you I love you thanks for sharing of course thanks for listening I feel like I never really talked about my grandmother here at spare time yeah but I wasn't ready no but now I am I'm different now which is a difficult time for so many reasons for so many reasons your grandmother yeah, it took me out, but I'm back. I and love that's it. nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so lightening it up. Oh, I also went to Lutess for I, Two Bubbies in Love, which oh. is the government name. <laughs> oh, she said it. <laughs> um, and it was it was a really bad experience, is what it was. Um, and the food was boring, mm. is what I'll say. I, I thought about writing like a review, like a two star review. Whoa. And then I was like, you know what? I don't need to be that person. But like it was it was really quite it was that bad. I mean, honestly, you deserve to write a bad review because it was not just like the food wasn't delicious. It seems like it was like bad service. Yeah. So we had originally booked the chef's table because we again, this is a weekend where we are like treat yourself it's treat yourself weekend and we were like yeah let's do it like this is like a special weekend we honestly don't really go out to dinner to like nice restaurants Mm -hmm. very often so this is kind of like a thing and then I had emailed them just being like we have some dietary restrictions and preferences because on their website it says to do that Mm -hmm. I emailed them and then they didn't respond for like 15 days and then they were like (laughs) you can't do the chef's table basically that's that's what they said they were like this is you can't do it like you need to come and do a la carte and we kind of were like okay there's actually no reservations for a la carte and also like what like it's it's just a no like that's it and um then they didn't respond for another like 10 days and by the way you like prepay for the chef's table so that's why I was kind of like we need to be in communication here because you have X amount of my dollars that either I need to get back or we need to figure something out. So then they basically were like, and I was like, listen, it's our anniversary weekend. Like we're trying to have a special night out. Like if this isn't going to work, just let me know. But like, 
can you respond basically? And then they were like, oh my God, it's going to be so special. Like no problem. Come in. We're going to make it amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And it was like, so not amazing. Like they like didn't know anything about our like restrictions or preferences. They like didn't know that it was our anniversary. They like didn't know that we had prepaid. And so I was just kind of like, I don't know. I just felt a little annoyed because I was like, honestly, like, if this wasn't a good fit, that's totally fine. Just give me a refund. Just say that. Yeah. And like, we will no, no, save everybody the trouble. Literally. And I was like, cause I don't eat meat. And so there was like not a single entree that I could eat. So it was just kind of like, guys, like you should have just said that. Right. And it's also, I mean like, and even like not knowing it's your anniversary, like it's whatever, no like, excuse, but it's also though. like, like you, you talk to them. I was like, like, we had a whole thing about this. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, and I'm not looking for like the red carpet. I'm just looking for like, not a, actively bad experience right and it means a lot when somebody's like oh like are we celebrating like I, th- I think we're celebrating something right you know what I mean like just that kind of like table side manner totally is important especially to you yeah and I think that we felt ultimately like we were just like the biggest nuisance in the whole world so and that annoying. is like not how you want to feel a good way to feel also their menu is uninspired like it's like <laughs> it's literally like squash with burrata and popped quinoa I'm like literally that was Boring. on the menu at honeymoon chicken yesterday which yeah. is like a counter dine-in situation yeah, you know yeah. I just was like whatever so that's my spiel on Lutes. don't bother don't bother okay in terms of Rex so do you know about this show the curse on um paramount plus i think i do not okay it's you're you're gonna love it it's emma stone and whoa someone else is it's, it a comedy it's a dark comedy it's a satirical black comedy thriller oh, sign me up um it's nathan fielder and emma oh my stone God, funny okay are kind of like so they're this like married couple and they're basically and emma are married in this show Okay. (laughs) Suspend your disbelief, I guess. (laughs) Um, And they're basically in this town, Española, which I believe is a real town in California, question mark. I think it's in New Mexico. New Mexico. That makes sense. Um, And they are filming an HDTV show called Flip. Philanthropy, and it's basically <laughs> about how they're like buying all this shit and like basically gentrifying this town but they're mm. like no everything we're doing is so amazing um and so it's essentially just and then I think I, so the caveat here is I've watched like 20 minutes of the show okay but I'm loving it and I think that everyone will and I, I don't think people are like really talking about it enough um yeah I haven't even heard of it this sounds perfect for me in every yeah way. but it's basically about like the artifice of reality television gentrification cultural appropriation Funny. sustainable capitalism you know like whatever um virtue signaling wow. I think they're also trying to have a baby and there's like a curse element to that as the uh, title might imply but like this I was loving it. And like, I was thinking about like, is Emma Stone really in many TV shows? Not really. I don't think I've ever seen her in a TV yeah. show. Um, so it's, it's great. I think we're all going to love it. So let's watch that. Okay. Is great. my thing. And then Sold. good material by Dolly Alderton is out now. I and can't wait to read it. It was so good. Five stars. Loved it so much. I'm going to check it out literally right now. Yep. Um, I have a recommendation for a song. Okay. I mentioned it briefly in the newsletter. Uh, I guess last week if you're listening to this It is a song called Right Back to It By Waxahachie I think that this is a strong contender for song of the year For me Oh my god um, I have never really gotten into Waxahachie So Waxahachie, maybe this is my intro. I've had like a little bit of a Waxahachie phase But I never went like as deep as I Thought I might Yeah. Um, I'm I'm in now okay. All the way Um, But this song is like a really Perfect love song I oh think like it's just like a fabulous vibe I can't stop listening to it it is it brings me the feels as they say I can't um, wait I do love the album their most Waxahachie's most recent album Saint Cloud is quite good it has like some songs that I like really love and she also has this project um with uh what's her name Jess Williamson it's like a super group called Planes mm-hmm. and they have a song that I really like that I can't remember what it's called 
uh, problem with it. So yes. I'm, I'm about to be in all the way, and I really would love to go see her. She's when I'm out of town when she's coming to town, unfortunately. But when is that? When is that? I'm not sure. I'll pull it up for you. I can look it up. Um, it's at it's Wolf Trap. Someone <gasps> amazing is opening. Fine. I'm sad about it. So you should definitely go. But if you haven't listened to that song, you must. Um, I also have to recommend something bad. Okay. Um, it's a television show mm-hmm. that I started watching on Netflix because it was trending, which maybe is my first mistake. And it's called Fool Me Once. To that point, I do think that like general Netflix uh viewership is has bad taste for sure i'm like the girlies in no offense ohio are watching this and so am i as it turns out which is fine it's based on like a thriller book i think yes i read the book Um, because i heard what you're about to say yeah this show is really bad um the acting is bad the story is bad the production Mm. is bad Everything about it is horrible, the casting, um, and yet I watched it almost in one sitting. Um, so there's, like, something good about it. It's, like, a mi- murder mystery, I guess, so to speak. Um, there's a lot of, like, gun stuff, which is weird because it's in yeah. the U.K., where I don't think about a lot of gun violence, but the protagonist is, like, former mil- – is, like, ex-military um, – a lot of people in her life are dying. Um, she's married into this kind of like big pharma family, like sort of Sackler vibes. It's horrible. But if you're in the market <laughs> for like a show that is like really bad and sort of like compulsively watchable somehow, even though it's also totally unwatchable. Yeah. You know the vibe. If that's something that you want, like stupid, bad, but also kind of good. You watch, you watch this and you let me if know. If you want to be entertained. Yeah. I mean, like, if you want to be entertained but also feel superior, then you should watch Fool Me Once. How was the book? Bad. Okay. Yeah. Don't read it. Don't watch it. Or do. Yeah. I just I mean, had to tell you. I feel like I knew what the answer was from the yeah. first page. Yeah. And that's disappointing. Yeah. I thought I knew what the answer was. And I did. But I was like, that can't be right. Yeah. Right. And then you're like, that's too simple. Yeah. Yep. Really stupid. Can't recommend it, but also must recommend it. Yep. Um, I support that. Thank you. Let's talk about culture. Let's talk about culture. Um, The big one. We have some big nominations that have come out this month. Yeah. The biggest. The biggest. For those that care. For those that care. And let's get the like, let's get the biggest piece of the puzzle out of the way first. What are your feelings about Barbie? And the Oscars. The internet, the world was a buzz. I know. I'm just kind of like, I mean, I think that I fall maybe more into the category of like, there are bigger fish to fry in the world (laughs) um, at this time. Yeah. I haven't spent much energy on it, honestly. I don't really, I mean, I think there's like the whole piece of like, Greta not being nominated as best director, I think, is just kind of annoying because it's basically the point of the whole movie. And it's like, I don't know. I think my general feeling on it is like Academy. Would it have really killed you to just throw a woman in there? Like just as a show of good faith. You know what I mean? Because everyone's going to get mad at you. And also just because it's like that's the conversation every year that like no women are nominated in the director category. And it's like. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, was Barbie the best picture of the year? Probably not. Do I need her to win? No. No. Do I want her to be recognized for having the the biggest um, grossing film of the year? Probably. Cultural moment? Sure. I totally agree. I think that the director category is where I like feel the snubbage most. Yeah. And also, you're so right. Bigger fish to fry. I feel like everybody went crazy about this which I'm like first of all this happens literally every single year and every year we're like can you believe that the but Oscars I think it's because are racist it's like and sexist and it's Barbie. like yeah, I can't believe it yeah I mean it's the, like two the irony, on the nose the irony is unbelievable yeah um there's a lot I feel like you know it was unfortunate that like there was a lot to celebrate in the other nomination categories that I feel like got totally got overshadowed. overshadowed like poor sweet America Ferreira 
like basically had to be like apologizing for her nomination where I'm like, yo, it's important that you're nominated. She's the first Honduran woman ever to be nominated. Like that's cool. So amazing. I so, do think it's weird that, um, that our friend Ryan was nominated. <laughs> I think he thinks it's weird too. I, I know. Did He's you see when he like, won no. for the best song and he literally was like, that face. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. I was pleased as a peach to see that face. That's so funny. So yeah, I guess I feel that it's a little inconsistent, but I also don't care. Yeah. Bigger fish to fry. There's a lot going on in the world. Yeah. I'm like, I, that's just not where my um, time is being spent uh, mentally. Yeah. What are your, um, who are you hoping to see take home some some try some prizes at the Oscars? Obviously, past lives. Yeah, I think was incredible. That's the snub that I care about. Yeah, I'm like, I don't all. think it's gonna win, and I think that's actually a problem. Um, and she wasn't fucking nominated. I know, and it was really actually very beautiful. She was so Work. good. Um, otherwise, I mean, I did really enjoy American Fiction. Um which I recently saw in theaters. I, I'm still, I haven't seen a lot of these best pictures. Me too. I need to get moving. And I like thought that I saw so many movies Me too. this year. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm past lives all the way, but I don't think there's going to, I think I will be disappointed. Mm. Um, in the best director category, I don't care. Um, <laughs> actor in a leading role. I haven't seen the holdovers, but I think people really enjoyed that movie. But I would like to see Jeffrey Wright win for American Fiction. Um, the holdovers was good, not great. Like the holdovers is charming, kind of like basic. Yeah, is the it general was like really, feeling. I'm I thought it was getting. like a really cute, really lovely, like well done movie. Yeah, it's not like it didn't like change my life. Yeah, actress in the leading role. I don't care, except I'm happy for Lily Gladstone. Really, really success. happy. I think that I just she haven't has seen to that win. movie. If she doesn't win, then those guys are dumb. Yeah, I think that she will. Um, actor in a supporting role. Um, I don't think that I care. Sterling K. Brown's role in American Fiction was kind of interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's. I'm happy for his nomination, and I'm surprised to see him nominated here. Not that he didn't do a great job. Actress in a supporting role, Emily Blunt is uh, I so think, good. I think she was the best part of the movie Oppenheimer. Um, obviously, I'm very happy for Danielle Brooks. Haven't seen The Color Purple yet, um, and I'm really happy for America Ferrera and. I also haven't seen the holdovers, so she's really good on the holdovers. Yeah, I'm sure. So basically, I'd be happy for anybody here to win. I really want to see Nyad. I have to say, I love me some Jodie Foster. Yeah, I know you do. Um, what do you think? You know, what do I think versus what do I what? I feel like Oppenheimer is going to take home a lot of stuff. And you know what? I think that's really boring. Like it's so we have boring. so many movies like Oppenheimer. <laughs> we, I mean, Oscar. The Oscars literally like love jerk an, off Oppenheimer. To an Oppenheimer. So like, I get it. Um, but I, I hope that by the time next month's pod rolls around, I will be there, mistaken. I, I no. I mean, I think I've got a lot more movies to. to I view. know I have so many movies to it's view. It's crazy. We gotta get. We gotta get to it. I know. I. We should go to the movies this weekend. I would love to. Okay. Great. Um, okay. What so, is Rustin? I don't know. I'm I like, don't I'm like I've never even heard of this movie. And I, I mean Sorry, I, Coleman, I think Domingo. I went to the movies like at least twelve times this year. And I'm like and it's how so, did I not see any of these I've movies? I've seen a lot of the ones that you can like whatever, we rent for five dollars, which is really nice, but I want to go to the freaking movies. I love to go to the movies. I love the theater. You know the, the <laughs> snub of the season? Theater camp. Theater camp, not seeing anything for theater camp here. I rewatched and that's a conspiracy. that this month. It's so good. Um, the other group of nominations that we want to discuss today here is the Grammy Awards. Another famously bad Academy. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> I have to say, I don't think that I care. Okay, great. They're this weekend. Oh my God, they are? On Sunday. Shocking. I know. Let's um, talk about something we care about a little more in music. Okay, New albums. New albums. That are coming soon. We talked a lot about what we thought was coming on the best of the year yes. pod and, and now, now we have some confirmation it's happening so what do you think of that new maggie rogers song that she's been actually singing on the internet for six months i do wish everybody that, knows the whole song i wish that everybody if you're listening musical artists don't do this anymore i'm I, just like what's the point i know that they kind of have to like i know that labels are really pushing them to like go crazy on tiktok and like make their songs be viral tiktok sounds but like to me the Maggie Rogers and even like the Fletcher stuff that she's doing. Yeah. I'm like, this actually makes me feel less excited to listen to the song because I'm already sick of it before I've ever heard it. I like listen to the song and I'm like, I actually already knew this song. Yeah. 
I, I will say, like, I am excited for the new Maggie Rogers album. I was, like, really shook yesterday when she posted, like, I, know. I recorded, we wrote and recorded this album in five days or something. I was yep. like, that's completely manic. I felt the same way. I was like, oh, that's fast. I like the song, though. I like the song, too. I think that she's going to be, I think it's going to be good. We're going to like it. Yeah, I'm going to like it. I, I would like to be back in on Maggie Rogers. I I liked her at the festival. I was feeling back in, but I don't like her social media presence right now. I wish that she and would stop like referring her to her album as LP3. Yes, I that agree. That doesn't work for me. However, I actually do like her hair. It's giving Meg Ryan. It's giving You've Got Mail. <laughs> sure. sure. I don't know what it is. It's working for me. I really hated her hair when it was like buzzed. I guess it wasn't oh, yeah, ever yeah, buzzed. Yeah. But I, I think it's I, it's better now than it was. Um, I think this album is going to be awesome. I love her. I just kind of – and it's not actually her fault, the social media thing. I think that everybody is just too online now. The and business I don't see. of music is becoming Yeah, I'm like, leave hell. a little mystery. That's how I feel. But I, I do really like the song. Yes. She did – perform it in full over the summer yes so she she's did. been ready she's been ready she's excited about it and that's exciting to yeah me. she's I mean she's turning out work she's prolific yeah she's got it like that. I'm happy for her me I too. do I like her music I would like to be back in sometimes you have to separate the artist from the art for sure I predict that you will be back in of course 2024 of course um another artist who's churning out work in a way that makes me feel worried about her yeah she said she was actively not going to churn out work and here she is our friend Fletcher hot girl lesbian icon pop diva huge voice famously canceled the end of her tour because she has Lyme disease and mm -hmm. was like I need to rest I'm run ragged I'm losing my voice I'm so stressed I'm so scared like goodbye for now and then literally like one month later was like leave me <laughs> I'm like new music everywhere and I'm like queen are yeah you okay I'm not sure if she's okay as an aside um the new season of The Bachelor has started I bet you don't know I do how know. these threads connect. I heard, well, I don't know how they connect at all, but I did hear that there's a new season of The Bachelor. Every time I'm like, it can't be time already for this. It's time already. He's pretty cute. He's oh, a cute bachelor. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen his face or body Joey. Yet. Could Joey. be Could be the hot guy of the month next month. Oh we'll my see. God. Yeah, it's a stiff competition. Um, But there's a contestant on the show who had really, really bad Lyme disease and mm. ultimately lost her hearing <gasps> and now has a cochlear implant. Holy shit. Which I had never heard of before. Lyme disease is so spooky. It's a lot really of spooky. weird shit happens to you. Yeah. It's so, so serious. So I do really hope Fletcher is okay. I know. But I really like the two singles that she's released now. Errors the Errors of, of Us. Love. love. <laughs> Lead, Lead me, me on. on. I love Marie... I is bored with it. I just feel like the way that she teased the song mm -hmm. is like the climax of the song. So the way the song right. goes is she sings the verse and the chorus. She's down the octave. Yep. It's sultry. It's moody. It's vibes. And then the second chorus goes up the octave and it's like transcendent, except that that's we already I've know heard it. it 78 million times. Yeah. So I'm like, that's a, that's a little sad for me. Yeah. What do you think about the name of the album? The Antidote. I'm a little like I can't believe or is this, it antidote I don't know what it's called this is news to me it's, oh yeah the antidote it's, or antidote. it's either the or not okay I'm feeling surprised that this album appears to be once again about Shannon Beveridge yeah I'm, I feel stressed for I feel really worried them because I'm like that's a little awkward I'm like oh my god Fletcher is so out of Shannon Beveridge's league, in my opinion. Oh, sorry. It's called In Search of the Antidote. Okay. Extra words. Oh, I so, agree. So she has not found the antidote yet. She's still She's looking. still searching. Yeah, and yeah. that is clear, actually. Yeah. And I'm uh, really like. It is actually very clear. Yeah, you're right. Damn. This is. Cr I feel sad for her. Like, she's so heartbroken and, like, hung up. And what's that lyric? that The lyric in the beginning of Lead Me On? Like, I was born to love you. Yeah. I was born to love you. That's right. Just like that. And that makes my heart break into a million pieces because can you fucking imagine feeling that way about someone who and doesn't not love being you with back? You. No. Because I I'm do like, love I... the visuals of the album oh, it's so fun. far. And I love what I'm seeing from her looks. Yeah. I love that her hair is one color now. So important. She's wearing really good outfits. Yep. So I'm I'm ready. 
I'm ready if she's ready. I, I know. want her to take I'm care like, of her. Girl, are you okay? We love you, Fletcher. I know you're listening, friend of the pod. Um, we'll keep you posted. I can't wait to see Fletcher live. Hopefully, with you when she's ready. Maybe later this year, but probably 2025. Yeah, I can't wait. So excited. All right, last thing, very quickly, because we have you know four minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mean Girls movie. I have seen it. Marie has not. Marie but is I've hearing heard the rumblings whisperings. on the internet. That's right. I thought it was so bad. <laughs> I'm so sad. I was like, what am I watching? Oy. I think the biggest issue for me is that Katie, Katie Caddy in this oh, film. Katie Caddy. Cannot sing. That is a problem. And it's a musical. And so I was like, mm, what? The theme is lead roles in musicals. Who can't sing? I'm it's like, too weird. Guys, it's one important thing that you have to be able yeah. to do in a musical, and it's sing. She's like speak singing, and then some of the ways in which they chose to like modernize it because the old Mean Girls is problematic. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, there's a lot of stuff that you're just like, whoa, that's not okay. Um, it didn't land. Like mm. the modern choices that they made did not work, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what that seems to be the the consensus across the board, and that is why I have not seen the movie. Yeah, because I don't want to pay to see it at this time. Yeah, I think that's correct. Um, I support you, thank you, fully on that decision. But I'm disappointed. I'll say, yeah, I am as well. Um, well, speaking of disappointment, <laughs> what is in store for you? That's um, called a transition. Hopefully nothing too disappointing. Yeah, in I hope so. I feel really excited about Leap Day. Oh my God, I know. I've, I haven't thought about it, but I that's something to be excited about. Year, and I've been thinking a lot because last Leap Day mm-hmm. was February 29th, 2020. Oh, um, <laughs> oh Right no. before the world ended. And I, we had, at my old house, we had a party on a Leap Day. It was a Fun. Sunday, I think, or Saturday. It was a day party in the yard. It was like 60 degrees. There was a fire. Really fun. It was like the best party we ever had. And and then I remember the world party. shut down. I like left town to go on a work trip March 1st. And that was never the to be seen. Again. So the leap day party, I like is the line that I draw for myself as like the last normal day. Wow. So it really feels kind of like for some reason, I'm feeling like we're completing a cycle with this leap day. And it's been making me think a lot about like 2020 and like how much happened that mm-hmm. year and like in my personal life like obviously like in the global sphere like the pandemic the world stopped like everything was crazy like our life our lives changed forever I also met my future wife in 2020 huge huge and it's all just sort of feeling like leap day is, is the, day the day for you I'm kind of like I feel like this lead up to leap day plus I think leap day is fun like so fun and I actually love that mindset of like this is the a cycle it's a cycle leap day to leap day four years famously this is the i'm this is the way i measure time now yeah so i'm excited about leap day love Um, we have a shoemaker family gathering which is my mom's side of the family really cute hannah's gonna meet all my cousins my aunts and uncles and we're gonna go to the beach and we're gonna go on a boat and it's and all the little like kids of my cousins some of many of which i haven't met yet really it's gonna be so cute um, Lunar New Year is one of my favorite holidays. I, I love your love Lunar for it. Lunar New Year dinner party every year. It's my favorite dinner. Um, looking forward to that. I'm going to Miami once again. And as I wrote this out, I realized that it's the beginning of busy time for me because I'm going out of town a bunch of weekends this month. I'm going out of town a bunch of weekends next month, and then I'm gone for all of April. Rip. And then it's the summer, which I'm famously trying to scale back on, but I'm not so good at that. Um, so I'm feeling a little bit like whoa it's happening yeah it's beginning it's beginning cuckoo I know kind of exciting though but it's fun yeah Yeah. it feels fun how about you what's February holding I love that for you um I'm heading to New England yes you are um for a couple of weeks lots of like work stuff but kind of exciting I'm feeling a little like revamped like kind of the things that I was saying I'm like a cloud has lifted in my brain and in my heart and I'm ready to like receive and feel positive generally um and I'm excited to spend some time in Boston on the Cape I think it will be like a little bit of a slow down time I think I'm gonna go to Portland Maine and just generally spend a lot of time with 
my girl, which I love. And it'll just be like cozy and fun. I'm excited for new music coming in Feb. And that's pretty much it. I feel like I haven't really given a lot of thought to like what February will look like for me, but I'm ready for her. Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good month. It's going to be good. I'm excited for Leap Day as well. It's going to be fun. I think I'm feeling like Leap Day, Leap Night is going to be karaoke vibes. Oh, yeah. If you're interested. I would love to. If you're listening and you live in D.C., hit us up. Let's do it. Okay, and the last very quick point is our first Spare Time Sundry box is leaving the warehouse, leaving the so warehouse. to speak, mm-hmm. and arriving on your doorstop. If yes. you ordered one, thank you to all of you that did. We love you. Um, in the next probably week, because there are some really cute little Valentine's Day things yeah. in there. So we're really excited. This is going to be a quarterly offering, so we can't wait for those of you who didn't get one this time around to get one next time. Yay. We're really excited about it. I think it's going to be so cutie. So cutie. If you ordered a box, take pics of it. Yeah. We can't wait we to hear what see you what think. You love. All right. Well, on that note, thank you for spending your spare time with us Yay. in 2024. Oh my God. Crazy. Crazy. Bye. Bye.